three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Redding Case Fantasy Football Podcast. We've recently been receiving some player fo- player profile requests. Excuse me. Uh, tonight, we're going to do three of them. We're going to do a quarterback for you, a running back, and a tight end. We're not going to tell you who they are because that kind of ruins the surprise. Case, you're here with me tonight. How you doing? Doing good, man. Ready to knock some of this out and uh, have some discussion about the three players that we've des- uh, decided to talk about tonight. Yeah, we've actually received more than three, but um, I've been on vacation for a week. I mean, you've been busy with work and just trying to buy time to get these podcasts done and kind of got a break in our window to get this done. So uh, let's kind of jump right into it. Um, you want to lead off with the quarterback? Yeah, so the quarterback that we're going to discuss today is Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. And um, I'll just kind of go ahead and start it in red. Please feel free to interject um, as you need to. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm not a buyer, but go ahead. (laughs) You know, I actually sold sold Josh Allen in our Dynasty League this year, and it was not easy to do that because Josh Allen finished already in his second year in the league, finished as the 10th. High yeah, he was quarterback in your league. Yep. Yeah, and that was I think that was for four point passing touchdowns leagues. Or uh, I haven't checked for the six point, but yeah, he was quarterback ten in my league, especially yeah. with the five hundred yards on the ground rushing. Well, he only passed for just over three thousand uh, passing yards. It was three thousand eighty nine to be specific. Um, but he had that extra four hundred, or excuse me, he had that extra five hundred yards. Yeah, there it is. He had. Um, uh, 510 rushing yards, but nine rushing touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, rushing touchdowns are worth so much more than a passing touchdown. So it's like you can sacrifice the passing yards and some of the passing touchdowns because he more than makes up for it on the ground. The concern yeah. I have with him is that he's a little bit, well, I would say you live by the sword, you die by the sword. He's still a young quarterback that is not the most polished passer. And if defenses make things complicated for him, and he bails and just decides to run, then he's going to still have a high floor, so to speak, but you're going to probably have a couple of misses on, uh, on uh, throughout the season because of that. Yeah, I agree about the misses. I mean, um, one of my biggest notes in here is the division he plays in. He plays, he plays the Patriots twice. Uh, if you go look what he did against the Patriots twice last year, he had 28 total fantasy points. 28 total. I'm not buying that. He also plays Miami twice. They just signed Byron Jones, made him the highest paid corner in the league. They used their 30th overall pick on Auburn's top corner. I am not going to try and say his last name, so don't even go there. And they still have Xavier Howard. I mean, that if you look at it, that's quite the trio of quarterbacks on a very underrated up-and-coming Dolphins team. So just with the inconsistency that I seen last year, he was not fun to watch. I owned him last year last year excuse me and just all in all man i i don't see him more than a a streaming option of kind of how i used him last year he did get stefan diggs um but that doesn't quite move the needle for me as much i still see the inconsistency being there um i don't know how diggs makes you feel about josh allen if that moves the needle with you at all yeah i expect i mean at the end of the day, we're playing super flex in this league. So, you know, having a second quarterback like him is probably ideal because you want someone probably with a little bit more stability week to week as your starter. 
but he's this high upside guy that even if he kind of doesn't have the best week, he'll probably get you passable numbers for the week um, just because of his rushing ability. But with Stephon Diggs there and another year of, you know, being in the league, we'll see. Maybe maybe he comes out this offseason a little bit more polished. Um, I think that he's like the one of the more ultimate boom bust prospects, specifically yes. at the quarterback yeah. position. He, he can he's, very well win your week if he has the right matchup. Yeah, I think that he's a very similar version of what like Cam Newton used to be as a you know goal line runner and still has this ability to throw. Josh Allen's still young and has some time to grow into this. He's only 24, I believe. So um, we'll give him. You know, some more time to season, but for for right now, I'd say because of his volatility week to week, he's probably better as a second quarterback with the absolute upside to be a top five quarterback if he can yeah, he be a decent five. passer and just keep the running. He doesn't have to improve the running as long as he could just keep it, but improve the passing numbers. He's a top five quarterback all day long. Yeah. I just wish that offense had more more weapons for them. Um, overall, though, I feel like that offense is going to be very vanilla. They're just going to run the crap out of the ball. Just They have a really good defense. The division, well, I wouldn't say the division's a cakewalk. Cam Newton just signed in New England, but I just, I just see the Bills kind of doing their own version of uh, what Pittsburgh always does, just run the crap out of the ball and play defense. And I typically don't like quarterbacks from that, even if they're flo- even if they are running quarterback. Um, Josh Allen, like you said, you know we kind of need to see a little bit more progression overall. But I mean, if you're using him in a super flex league as a quarterback two, or even in a one quarterback league, and you go zero quarterback and he's one of the guys you're streaming, all right, you know that that's fine, I guess. But overall, he's not someone that I'm actively excited to have on my team. Yeah, understand. Absolutely. I think that he'll look better a little more than he does now in a season or two if he gets it gets it right. I think he's on the right track. They were in the playoffs last year, the Bills were. But um, he is a little bit of a wild card. Um, yeah. So I'll say that um, with that, let's go ahead and transition over to our running back. And you actually made an allusion to this Big ben. team running the ball a lot and things of that nature so yep. what's your uh what's your thoughts well, on our I running can't. back yeah it's uh james connor if i kind of gave it away when i said big ben so <laughs> um the first thing i the first thing that i hear from the community and even just people that i talk to regularly about james connor is his injury history he's missed he missed six complete games last year that's not counting the games that he started and left um or that was in yeah that was 2019 sorry um it's concerning. I know he missed four games the year before. Um, but when I do some player profiles or a projection, you can't do anything based off injury. You got to do it off a 16 game pace. And I think Connor is a guy that could come back and be a top 15 option at the position. Uh, Pittsburgh has a top five offensive line. Big Ben is coming back. The weapons there are Juju. Deontay Johnson can take another step forward. James Washington, there's still really good hype. On, there's a lot of hype on for him being a deep threat. They drafted Chase Claypool in the second round. I mean, I could talk about Eric Ebron, but no one, no tight end's really ever exciting in Pittsburgh. But, I mean, he's still a guy that could add some red zone opportunity. Yes, that's a lot of options. But all that means is there's options for Ben to help open up some running lanes for Connor behind, behind the top five O line. 
the defense is there to help them out. I see a lot of game script where they got to just run the ball out to end the game. I don't think any team's really going to, not necessarily catch them, but just their defense is going to help them keep their leads late in the game. Yeah, I think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger coming off of his elbow injury, I get the sense that they're going to want to take it easy with him to start the season. And I know that some people have talked about Anthony McFarlane and they still have Benny Snell and they still have Jalen Samuels. But all three of those guys are really not top-notch, clear backups. It, it's, it's a, you know, either one of those three guys can end up being the primary backup. I don't think it's really going to matter. I think that... You know, people forget that James Conner is, you know, he's 6'1", but he's 230 plus pounds. Yeah, he's a big yeah I seen guy. that earlier. I was pretty surprised when I seen that. And he's still only 25. He just recently turned 25, actually. So he's still not like some. He's in a um, contract year, too, though. Yeah, he's in a contract season. I think that um, he'll be extra motivated. And I think that the Steelers have kind of aired it out a little bit the last couple of years, other than maybe last year when uh, Roethlisberger got hurt. But I think that they'd like to maybe get back to the basics a little bit more of running the ball a little bit more. And Ben's injury is going to probably make them rely on Connor more. And there are a lot of receiving options, but I'm not the highest on Juju. I am very high on Deontay Johnson. Yeah. I think Eric Abram someone that's easy to forget about, but he's he's not bad. I think he has a better opportunity this year than he did in Indianapolis last year. Um, but with all that said, I think that you know, especially after they traded for Minka Fitzpatrick last year. Like, they were really trying to get back to playing defense. And if they play good defense, then just play keep away and protect the ball. And I think I see a lot of volume for James Conner. His injury history is a little concerning, but I think that he's had time to heal up. Well, you know, he's been it's working difficult. out five, six days a week. I don't know if you've seen di- that or not. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've he's healthy. Crazy, seen some crazy pictures of how big that guy looks right now. But he... uh He's someone that, you know, when you get an ankle injury or a knee injury or a foot injury, it's really easy to start having other little small injuries pop up like he had last year. The year before, he scored 12 rushing touchdowns. You know, he was in the Pro Bowl. This guy had caught 55 years in, or 55 uh, receptions in uh, in 2018, yes. just a year yes. ago. Yeah, so, dude, he was getting targeted a lot. He had back-to-back games where he had like nine. This past year, he had back-to-back games where he had like seven or eight or nine targets and he was catching even, six or seven of them i mean he was he was going nuts in the receiving game yeah even in 10 games this past year he still had 34 receptions like that's mm-hmm. not bad you know mm-hmm. for a running back so i think that people forget that he's one of the true three down backs that's left in the lead right now and because of his injury history people are a little bit scared off but mm-hmm. i have a lot no of recency bias yep. i'm not i have no concern that he's going to get healthy and he's going to do the right things to, to, to be there um, if he gets injured again that'll just be bad luck but I think that he's a RB1 this year probably a low end RB1 but he's an RB1 yeah I agree um, he's actually being drafted in the third round late third people that are getting drafted over him are people like Todd Gurley uh, that one's kind of a toss-up. I'm not sure if I would take Connor or Gurley, but I would probably take Connor over Leonard Fournette, who's being drafted over him. And this yep. one kind of jumped at me. David Johnson's being drafted over Todd Gurley or that's, over uh, James Connor. That's wild. I definitely don't see how that's... Dude, it's, it's in the ADP. It's nuts. Like, don't... Please, if anybody's listening to this, please don't be the person to draft David Johnson over James Connor because that's what the ADP says. Please. <laughs> 
So you want to move on to our next guy? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and start our tight end? All right, this one's for our buddy Greg. We are rolling on Noah Fant tonight. He's a little bit lower down on my tight end list just because he's a year two tight end, but there is a lot of people in the industry who believe Noah Fant is this new Kelsey, the new Ertz. He's the new tight end toy. He's the new thing. He's the newest guy that's going to get those targets. It is what it is. That's that's what there is. I'm going to stop you there. As, as I said before, he's only a year two tight end. Tight ends typically don't take their jump till year three, sometimes year four. Yeah, he's probably going to be used in a little bit more of a receiving role, but overall, the quarterback that's currently there only played five games. In four of those games, he barely topped 200 passing yards. I don't think year two is going to be the year we see Noah Fant be a consistent weekly starter. Do I think he can enter that year with Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz eventually? Absolutely. But I just don't see this offense being what everyone's making it out to be. It, it, it's on true luck. It, it really is. And just what I've seen from those five games, I'm not really bought in completely. Um, I don't really have too much to say on Fant just because he's a little bit farther down the list. But that's pretty much my complete outlook on him. He's just a little too green for me still. Yeah, I would pretty much agree with that. I think that, you know, he's only 22. I think he'll be 23 when the season is kind of in its stride. <clears throat> but, yeah, I mean, he's 6'4", 250 pounds. He's got really good size, and he's known as an athletic guy coming out of coming out of college. He's probably more like a – more of a receiving tight end than a blocking tight end, I suppose. That's – you know, he played at Iowa with – TJ Hawkinson at the same time where Hawkinson was more of the inline tight end. Fant played a lot in the slot or off the line. Um, I think that there's a lot of young receivers and a lot of young pieces in Denver, including Drew Locke. And I do think it really is on him to see how this is all going to get divvied up because they still have Cortland Sutton, who's solid, um, but he's still, he's still young. You know, Jerry Judy was a first round pick and they're going to have to make some room for him. They still have, um, KJ Hamler, who they took in the third round, they still mm-hmm. have, you know, now, now you have to talk about Noah Fant. And by the way, Denver's planning on running the ball quite a bit with Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. So at some point, someone's going to lose the lose some the target volume. volume. Yep. I get the sense that it would probably be Noah Fant. And I think it's just partially because tight end is a very hard position to transition to coming out of college, especially if you're not some well-developed blocker a lot of tight ends coming out of college are not like ready to block at the nfl level and so um, because of that they'll probably kind of use him a little less than they would like to as he works through things he'll still have some decent games he finished as the 14th ranked tight end in your league which is right outside of that starting tight end cusp i would want him probably a lot of those were blow-up plays though Sorry, I don't mean to step on your toes a little bit, but a lot of those are blow-up plays. Um, I think I think two of those games he was over 100 yards, but between those two games he had like a total of seven catches. It was like three for 100 and something, and the other one was like four for 100 and something. I mean, he's definitely explosive, one of those athletic guys. But man, I just I, you can't bank on those big plays to make him a wide, you know, a tight end 14, you know. Yeah, even tight end 14, like I said, would generally be like outside of a tight end one in a league where we start 12 tight ends. Now we have the flex position, so some people are going to use that. 
But yeah. I would say that I would I don't really rank him as the 14th, but in that sense that he's like a mid to high tight end too, with room for more in yeah. Dynasty. He, he's a good streaming option. Him. He's a good tight end too to have. He's a great prospect. I mean, but overall, I'm just not ready to have him as a comfortable week to week starter like some people are ready for. Yeah, he had 40 catches last year, 562 yards, three touchdowns. So if you think how much more growth is he realistically going to get from that? He's not going to double his receptions. So maybe he goes from 40 to 50 catches, something like that. He goes from 560. He probably has maybe a little bit more yardage, you know, and he has another two to three touchdowns. In a realistic scenario, there's a chance he ends up having the same numbers this year that he did last year. But I think that um, he's someone that I, I would not mind having as my second tight end in dynasty i just wouldn't be comfortable oh, yeah. with him as yeah. a starter right now yeah i agree i mean i just bought travis kelsey and from you actually and if he was yeah, my tight end behind travis kelsey you know i'd kind of be sitting okay too i wouldn't be super thrilled but he's definitely an elite prospect to have on your team for the future so with that being said that pretty much completes our trio of uh, player profiles we were requested um, if anybody else has some player profiles please send us some we're trying to get as much practice as we can before uh, we start going heavy with training camp and all those things and we do appreciate the feedback that we have been getting um, a lot of you guys have reached out to me on some other opportunities and Casey, Casey and I really appreciate that um, yeah you got I any have closing? A- go ahead I was going to say, yeah, I've had a lot of conversations on the phone, via text, just in the league chat, DMs, whatever it is. And all of it's been really cool. This league's been really active and not just with trades and all that, but just paying attention to what's going on and discussing, you know, just fantasy football in general. So we want to make this better. We're doing this for kind of the, the people that are listening to this. So... I would suggest that, you know, reach out to us, give us a call, shoot us a text, put it in the league chat. Let us know what yep. you think. Let us know what you guys want to see in the future. And Don't I be think- afraid to hurt our feelings. Like, I'm the believer of iron sharpens iron. Like, be real with this. That's all we can ask for because that's what's going to make us the absolute best. Yeah, and, and I bet that um, if not later today, then maybe by tomorrow we'll have a chance to record on those other three players that we kind of briefly mentioned earlier that we would would do. Or if we get even more. Yeah, well, hey, that's what we're saying. We have three more lined up, but we're waiting for for other suggestions. So let us know what you guys want to hear. Yep, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening, and peace out. All right, guys, peace out.